Welcome to the Nutrition Edit Podcast for high-performing women who want to up-level their health and feel their best in their bodies, careers, and personal lives. In this podcast, I'll sift through the latest nutrition and biohacking trends to filter out the bullshit, share what you really need to know, and help you put the good stuff into practice in a way that works for you. You'll get actionable tips from guest experts and myself on how to up-level your mindset, workouts, relationships, and environment, and start feeling like the badass woman you are. Join me as we bust through the bro science and male-centric health paradigm to help you achieve optimal performance, body, mind, and soul. Hey there, welcome back to the Nutrition Edit Podcast. I'm your host, Jeannie Oliver, and today I want to give you just a quick hack that's going to make your life better. I'm going to do some of these little short hack episodes this season because when I reached out to my listeners on Instagram and asked you what you want more of in season two, several of you told me, hey, I'd love just some quick tips or tricks or hacks, whatever you want to call it, to make changes in my life that are actually going to be needle movers. So what are the small things we can do that can actually make a big impact and then lead to making more positive changes. And so today is going to be the first of those. And what I want to talk about today is being strategic with your use of caffeine. And, you know, often I think people assume that when they see health coach or nutrition coach, nutritionist, that we're going to say, you can't have any more coffee. You have to stop drinking coffee. And, you know, definitely you guys have heard me talk about this a little bit in previous episodes, but for some people, eliminating caffeine may be a necessity. You know, if you struggle with insomnia or you have really bad anxiety, caffeine is obviously a trigger. Well, maybe not obviously. Caffeine can be a big trigger for those things. And so, you know, if you struggle with those things, then maybe you need to revisit caffeine in your life. But I will say the biggest tip I have for you when it comes to using caffeine, and a lot of people will kind of bristle when you hear me say this. So, Bear with me, stick around after I tell you what it is, because I'm going to explain why this can make a big difference and why I think you should try it. So one of the first things that I have my clients do when they start working with me one-on-one is to stop drinking coffee on an empty stomach. Now, I will say that this is more applicable for women than for men. But for women, I find that having caffeine on an empty stomach can cause a cascade of problems for them, for us, myself included on this. So some of the things that you may not think about that this can do for you is it can actually mess with your sleep. So that's the most important thing because I always talk about sleep, the importance of sleep. It's one of those factors in our lifestyle that if our sleep is on point, if we're getting good, restful sleep, enough restorative deep sleep, everything is so much easier. Life is better. Your brain functions better. Your hormones are healthier. Your body is detoxing during sleep. It is doing muscle repair and recovery during sleep. We're actually burning fat during sleep. Our body is hard at work during sleep. So if we don't get enough of it, we really are not in a good position to function optimally. And we can really feel that in the form of you know, low energy, brain fog, weight loss resistance, injuries, or poor recovery from our exercise. So sleep is just absolutely crucial in every way. 
And anything that throws it off is something that we want to look at first to readjust. So I find that often when people are drinking caffeine before food in the morning, that it can actually affect the quality of sleep and throw off your circadian rhythm. So that's the first reason that this change can be really impactful. Second, I find that often when we're relying on it in the morning for energy, what happens is that we kind of get this big spike in the morning, but then we have an awful energy crash or that afternoon energy dip, you know, three, anywhere between three and 5 PM where I don't know about you, but when I used to get this, I could have fallen asleep on my desk. I was so tired in the afternoon and that is really not conducive to a productive life or just to feeling your best and, you know, accomplishing the things that you want to during your day, or maybe having energy for a workout after work or to spend time with your loved ones after work. So that's another one. And the reason that this can be really problematic is because when you drink caffeine, it is essentially liquid stress. What do I mean by that? When we drink caffeine, the way that it wakes us up is by stimulating stress hormones like cortisol and adrenaline. Now we tend to think of those as negative things because, you know, stress, not good, right? But cortisol and adrenaline have really important functions in our body. And I'm not going to go deep into that because I don't want to take up too much time today. But in short, cortisol, one of its jobs is to wake us up in the morning. It's going to be at its highest when we first wake up. For most people, that's maybe shortly after dawn or when light hits our eyes or whenever you know our natural waking time is. That's usually when cortisol is at its peak. And then it should gradually taper off throughout the day, being at its lowest when we go to sleep at night. And then it will again start to gradually increase you know, in the morning again to wake us up. So if you hit your system with caffeine, what's happening is first thing in the morning when it's not buffered, the, the caffeine, whether it's coffee or tea or whatever, but let's talk about coffee in this context because coffee tends to be a little more intense when it comes to caffeine and that's what most of us are drinking in the morning. So you have your coffee in your empty stomach, you haven't had breakfast yet, it's not buffered by food at all. And it causes your cortisol to spike to an unnatural high. Okay. And then what happens is that you can have a crash afterwards. So think of, you know, if you have kids or you've ever seen a kid on a sugar high, or if you've ever done, you know, shots of alcohol on an empty stomach, anytime it's not buffered, you're going to get that initial high and then a subsequent crash. Okay. Hey there, I hope you're enjoying the episode. I wanted to pop in and let you know that applications are open for my Body Liberation Together group coaching program. We kick things off on June 19th, and you may be thinking, but it's summer, I've got kids at home, travel, barbecues, etc. But because of all these things, it's actually a great time to learn how to honor your body in any scenario. And this program is not a rigid diet or protocol that requires being at home in a controlled environment. You'll learn how to make the foundational changes to decrease stress, increase your energy, and create a healthy metabolism so you can end the vicious cycle of dieting, burning out, abusing your body, and dieting again to get back on track. You'll receive both group and one-on-one -on -one nutrition, fitness, and lifestyle coaching to help you establish habits that you can stick to for results that last. Go to joliverwellness.com forward slash body dash liberation dash together to get the details and apply to join before doors close on June 12th. And don't worry, I'll put that link in the show notes. 
This group is limited to just eight people. So apply now to save your spot and then we'll schedule a free 30 minute chat to make sure it's the right fit for you before you commit. I look forward to connecting with you. And now back to the show. So when that happens, it's essentially putting you on this roller coaster of stress hormones and blood sugar as well throughout the day. And that is undesirable for a multitude of reasons. First, it's going to mean that you have ebbs and flows of energy versus having really nice, sustained, sort of consistent energy throughout the day and then, you know, being tired at bedtime. But it's also going to set you up for cravings and blood sugar fluctuations, which are not ideal either. So typically, my clients, when they are craving sugar after every meal or wanting to snack on sugar, and most frequently, I've found that my morning coffee before food drinkers, the biggest struggle that they have are sugar cravings after dinner. And you know, we don't often associate like what's happening in the evening or especially cravings we're experiencing after dinner with what we're doing first thing in the morning. But this is one of the first things that I see going away when people stop drinking caffeine on an empty stomach. So those are the things that it can cause. And again, it can be also a big time trigger for anxiety. And so if you're having it on an empty stomach without that buffer of food in the morning, particularly food that is high in protein and or healthy fats, that can really, really set you up for feeling more and more anxious or having panic attacks, however that manifests for you. It's also really dehydrating, caffeine is. It's a diuretic. So if you're not well hydrated enough, even though initially coffee can stave off a headache or or help with a headache, if it's causing dehydration, you might find that you're having headaches more frequently if you're not drinking enough water along with your coffee. So again, I encourage you have something in the morning. It doesn't have to be huge. You know, many people, especially if you're used to having only coffee first thing when you get up, you may not have a big appetite for breakfast. You may not want to eat first thing in the morning. Gosh, I used to be the same way. I wouldn't eat until 1 PM or something like that. And I've found for women, and I've talked about, I think in an episode last season, we talked about why fasting doesn't work the same way for women as it does for men. But often we don't see a significant benefit when it comes, especially to weight loss for women that we see with men when they are skipping breakfast or, you know, quote unquote, intermittent fasting. So we don't get the benefit as women that men do. And when I was waiting till afternoon to eat something, I was 50 pounds heavier than I am and very anxious and had insomnia and was really desperately unhealthy. So that's just one example of, you know, the fact that this isn't necessarily beneficial for us to not eat in the morning and just have caffeine. Caffeine also breaks our fast. And so I want to shout out to Dr. Sarah Gottfried because she talks about this. There's some debate on this in the nutrition and medical worlds that, oh no, you know, coffee, black coffee with nothing in it does not break the fast. But Dr. Gottfried said, yes, it does. And I believe that it absolutely does because anytime that you are stimulating cortisol and adrenaline, that is stimulating a stress response in the body. When we have that stress response, we are also, our blood sugar is also increasing. And so that increase in blood sugar alone can break the fast. So 
keep that in mind. You know, if you think, oh, well, I'm just, I'm just fasting all morning. Well, not really if you're having that, that coffee. So going back to what to do, you don't have to eat a giant breakfast. Just have something small. You know, for you, it might work to have half an avocado or a, you know, simple protein shake, or maybe you have an egg or two in the morning. I love to do smoothies in the morning that are high in protein and fiber, lower sugar. Those work really well for me. And it's more appetizing often, especially if I'm up earlier than having like a solid food or a real breakfast, which, you know, often doesn't appeal to me. And I don't have time to cook a full breakfast in the morning. I know most of you won't either. So a tablespoon of nut or seed butter could work. Just something that's protein or fat based that's going to provide a buffer to that caffeine. Have that just a few minutes before you have your coffee or whatever caffeine, you know, whether you're drinking tea or, um, you know, your mate, matcha, that kind of thing. Instead, that's what I would recommend. So give it a shot. Let me know how you feel and give it a few days. You know, I've seen people experience major results from making this small shift within a matter of two or three days. And sometimes it takes as long as a week or two for them to really notice the difference. But typically my clients, when they do this, they have improved energy, they sleep better and wake up feeling more rested, and they don't have the constant energy fluctuations or cravings that they were experiencing before they made this one little shift. One of the concerns that people express to me when I make this recommendation is they say, Jeannie, I need caffeine or coffee in the morning to get my bowels moving. And look, this is a legitimate thing. Like nobody wants to feel constipated or funky and, you know, they want to keep things moving. So yes, I hear you there. What I recommend for this is number one, hydrate. So hydration is the most important thing that you can do for your body to keep your bowels moving regularly. And so hydrating in the morning is a really great way to go. But if you're used to having a hot beverage, try having hot water, hot water with lemon. You know, if you really just love your coffee first thing, even having good quality organic decaffeinated coffee is better. Yes, there's still a little caffeine in there, but it's pretty gentle. That is still a much better option than having that straight up coffee on an empty stomach in the morning. So you can try that. Thankfully, there are some really delicious organic decaffeinated coffees out there right now. What I recommend is looking for what's called Swiss water process decaf. They don't use chemicals to do the decaffeination process. And so it doesn't have that weird kind of acrid off flavor that decaf coffee often can. So I have a couple of decafs that I drink that are Swiss water process and I cannot tell the difference. They're so delicious. And even my coffee snob friends would agree that they, they love those ones. So they are out there. Um, so that's another thing that you can try if you want to see the benefits of this, but you like to have something hot in the morning. You may also just make a more gradual transition. So instead of doing no caffeine first thing, go from having your regular coffee to maybe half decaf or try having tea instead, and then gradually wean yourself off of having any caffeine before food. So that's just another thing to try that I think is an important thing to mention. So that is my quick hack for you this time. And let me know what you think. I'd love to hear how this works for you. Come on over to Instagram 
at jolliverwellness.com and you know leave a note on the the podcast post or just dm me let me know if this worked for you and what you think i'll be really curious to hear and as always if you're interested in getting some help one on one with your nutrition and lifestyle habit change all of those things hit me up at jolliverwellness.com you can book a free 30 minute coffee talk with me we can chat about your unique challenges and needs and we can go from there. But anyway, give this a try. Love to hear from you how it goes. And I'll see you next time. Hey there. Thanks for hanging out with me today. And if you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and leave me a quick review. Also, check out the show notes for links to connect, follow, and share this podcast and for information featured in each episode. See you next time. I am not a doctor and the content here should not be taken as medical advice. All information in this podcast is for informational purposes only, does not constitute medical advice, and does not establish any kind of practitioner or coach-client relationship. This podcast is not a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Do not disregard medical advice or delay seeking medical advice because of information you hear in this podcast or any other, and do not start or stop any medications without speaking to your health provider. Always seek the advice of a qualified health practitioner before undertaking a new health regimen. This podcast and website represents the opinion of Jeannie Oliver and guests to the show. Opinions of guests are their own and do not reflect the opinions of Jeannie Oliver Wellness LLC or our producers.